my advice uh, for a 20 year old Danny would be, um, I guess, do your research, um, uh, believe in yourself. Um, yeah, do your research, ask questions um, and, and look for those that are, are walking the journey that you want to walk because there's a lot of wisdom um, in their experience that you can learn from. You're listening to Property Investor Tales, stories from the front yard. Here's your host, Tabitha Bright. Hello and welcome to Property Investor Tales, stories from the front yard, where I get to speak to property investors from around Australia about their investing journey. My name is Tabitha Bright and I'm Head of Coaching here at Positive Real Estate, where we help people build wealth through property. With over 8,000 clients across Australia and New Zealand, there are some incredible stories to tell, which hopefully make your investing journey that little bit easier and will inspire you along the way. So my guests today are Danny and Craig Skinner. Now, Danny and Craig have been through the process of maybe not getting exactly the right property for their portfolio. I know a lot of clients are often concerned, what if you buy the wrong property? What if you get something and it doesn't serve you or it's not part of your strategy? Well, this happened to Danny and Craig. So we're going to hear about how they navigated that. The power of a strategy, so a plan for your investing, and also how preparation has been the key to their success. Prep for success is the key here. So enjoy this conversation with Danny and Craig. Um, hey, Danny, Craig, uh, welcome to today's podcast. So lovely to have you here. Hey, Tab. Thank you so much for having us. Hey, yeah. Thanks for having us. Uh, no, we really appreciate it. And um, we were just having a chat before um, you know we started recording this and I was saying it's it's really lovely to get to meet so many clients of positive real estate because I've got my own coaching pool that I still coach. Um, and then outside of that, of course, there's, you know, everyone else that the other coaches work with. And it's lovely getting to meet everyone. It's um, a real uh, privilege. It's uh, yeah. lovely to, yeah, lovely to chat. And so um, I guess let's start back at the beginning tell me a little bit about yourselves um because Danny you were born in Ghana I believe you grew up um where did you grow up so I was born in Ghana which is uh West Africa um and that's where my mom is from um my dad is Zimbabwean um so I grew up in Zimbabwe wow fantastic yeah. and um and Craig grew up in, I don't want to say it wrong, Tari. That's right. Oh. Yeah, that's <laughs> on the <laughs> mid-north coast of New South Wales. So it's uh, near, uh, between Port Macquarie and Foster, Tunkari, sort of areas. Oh, so a beautiful part of the world as well. Yeah, it was it's quite a small town, but it was it's nice and, yeah. Yeah. Lots of lovely regional there. New South Wales, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, and so, Danny, you'd come to Australia um, for university, is that correct? 
I did, yes. So I came to Australia for university um, and I attended the University of Newcastle. Um, so that's where I was based for a couple of years. Yeah. Got you. And that's kind of where you guys met. Tell me, because I'm a sucker for a little bit of romance. So <laughs> <laughs> tell me all about that. I love everyone's romance stories. <laughs> so, so I was also in Newcastle at a similar time and yeah. going to Newcastle Uni. But, and so we had some uh, mutual friend and yeah. uh, we didn't really know each other, but we, we did cross paths. And uh, it wasn't until later on when I... I started work in Sydney and Danny had also moved to Sydney that I was like, hey, let's, uh, I haven't got any friends. So I rang up Danny because I got the contact from a friend and said, oh, you know, you want to hang out or something and sort of didn't really happen. And then I think later on uh, I was going overseas for work and Danny wanted to borrow a car from someone because she wanted, got a job and oh, yes. needed to get around. So I... <laughs> summed up the carriage and asked her out to uh, for lunch and you know and then that's that's sort of it basically the rest is history <laughs> <laughs> the rest is history and yeah. um, and this is 2000 and um this was about 2002 2003 so yeah very long time ago um so yeah so we started um at first we were just friends and then we kind of you know, we had a lot in common. So yeah, we just kind of started, you know, it just fell into place. We just kind of started dating and um, yeah. And then he asked me to marry him. <laughs> so, so yeah, so we got married in um, 2005 um, in exactly. Sydney. Aww, yeah. Lovely. And you've got two lovely kids. Yes, we do. Yeah. 10 year old and a seven year old. So yeah, they keep us very busy. <laughs> I can imagine. And where are you guys now? You're in Queensland now. Is that right? Yes. Yes. We're in Queensland now. So we live in uh, Brisbane um, yep. and we have lived here since uh, 2007. I oh, think yep. it was. Yeah. Craig's job um, moved us from Sydney to Brisbane so that they could have an oh, engineer yeah. based here. So, gotcha. so yeah. you're well and truly entrenched in Queensland for now. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, and um, so what brought you guys to PRE? Tell me a little bit about that. Tell me about your property investing, because you'd invested prior to joining PRE, hadn't you? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So we'd sort of always been interested in investing, didn't really know how to do it. And uh, so we just tried to find ways of, you know, getting into investing. We looked at mm. some share market stuff at one stage and did some training with a mob in Sydney that you know, did shares. And then yeah. uh, when we moved to Brisbane, we sort of tried to do more and uh, we got some coaching on property. And uh, then we uh, just decided to find some, I don't know, somehow to invest in property. And we, we found a mob that was happy to... Uh, give us some properties and yeah <laughs> yeah and I think yeah um so we we purchased our principal place of residence we actually built it which is yep. this house oh, we're yeah. in um yeah so we built that in 2009 uh 2010 around that time um and after that like you know because we had we'd read rich dad poor dad um when we when we initially got married like within the first year of marriage 
And we kind of knew that um, we wanted property investing and, um, you know, kind of that sort of thing to be our future and not just depend on our incomes. Um, and so, but we didn't know where or how to start. And so we yeah. kind of, you know, in our searching, we came across um, some people who were willing to help us. Um, and, you know, at the time we didn't know anything. So we kind of just followed on with what they what they proposed. Yeah. Um, and so I think a lot of our um, mistakes were made at the beginning. <laughs> so, so but I mean, it, yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, it worked out yeah. fine. So we purchased, um, we had four investment properties um, before awesome. we joined PRE. Wow. Yes, we did. Um, but I think after we settled on the fourth investment, we kind of knew that something wasn't right about um, the way things were going. You know, we just kind of thought, you know, we weren't seeing the growth um, in in wealth that we were expecting to see by the time we had our fourth investment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we just started. Um, yeah, we just started questioning um, a lot of the things that we'd done and some of our decisions. Yeah. Um, and then we came across a book that Sam Saggers had written. <laughs> um, and we had actually, the funny thing is that we'd actually known about PRE for a long time. Uh-huh. Um, but for some reason, we just never thought to contact. Um, yeah. And then after the fourth investment, we just thought, you know, let's just contact PRE and and just try to determine what exactly is going on with our strategy, what's not right about it. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, and so that's that's when we came across you guys and we contacted PRE. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because um, I think it's a really common journey that um, we start off and we read some books, which is awesome. Um, I did exactly the same thing as you. <laughs> Um, I'm a bit older than you guys, I think. I'm in my 50s. Uh, it's impossible to tell how old anyone is these days. Do you mind yeah. me asking how old you guys are? We're in our 40s, early 40s. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So I've got a good decade on you. And, yeah. um, and it's funny, I mean, there were very few books or or groups like Positive Real Estate around when I first started investing. And um, like, I, I don't even want to do the maths on how long I've been investing now, but um, Kiyosaki was one of the books that I did read. And yeah. it's amazing. We were just talking before about how much markets can change. And so often we're reading a book that in its moment in time was accurate, but then the market moves on and the market can move on so quickly even what we were talking about last year can be remarkably different to what the opportunity is this year. Um, Rich Dad Poor Dad's got some great concepts, though. Um, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah he does. Awesome I like you know, the four quadrants and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And the difference between good debt and bad debt um, and just mm. understanding. I remember, you know, when I read that your home isn't an asset. Um, and thinking, it's going up, it's not an invest, you know, it is yeah. an investment, um, but it's just, you've got to learn to think about things. It wasn't generating me an income per se. So classic, you That's know, right. it's not, it's not an, um, not an investment. So yeah. 
tell me a little bit about the stuff that went wrong. Um, what, because who was your coach? Um, so you mean prior to joining PRE or? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll talk, oh, well, anything that's gone wrong because yeah. there's awesome lessons in the stuff that goes wrong for us, right? So that's right. Yeah. So who yeah, was so your coach? So we, we um, had come across, um, it was, uh, I guess, another company that um, did sort of wealth management. Um, yeah. And in a way, they were in line with, with the direction that we wanted to go. Yeah. Um, but I think, um, you know, just some of the advice didn't really, it got us to a certain point, but it didn't yeah. go beyond what we were hoping yeah. for. So... Mm-hmm type of property did you end up with what was what was and I'll just use the word wrong like what didn't work for you with what you did like the company aside what what didn't work yeah okay so I think the main thing was that there were older properties and they weren't necessarily in in markets that uh you know had growth that was you know sort of gotcha okay weren't getting a lot of depreciation yeah yeah no we didn't get a lot of depreciation um they weren't in areas that were going to grow uh capital wise yeah um uh, or like in some instances um they weren't in areas that were going to grow sort of rent wise as well you know it was kind of capped at a certain level and going further Um, And I think also one of the biggest mistake was um, right at the beginning is that with our first investment property is we cross securitized it with our house. So um, yeah. And then uh, for the second, third and fourth property, um, we kind of used that cross securitization um, as, as sort of, um, security to go into all of them so they were all sort of like intertwined with each other um and it was all with the same bank (laughs) right okay this is perfect because um and I hope you don't mind me highlighting the mistakes because um like we often learn by trial and error I've done I, I haven't I got into cross securitization that was just luck um when I first started investing it wasn't that I was particularly clever um, yeah. But um, we've like one of my first mistakes that I often talk about was I chase cash flow um, because I'd read the books. Yep, yeah, I'd read about cash flow yeah. and then we needed yields. I remember yeah. hunting everywhere. I'd put ads in newspapers. I tack stuff up on walls because this is this is pre real estate.com.au. Yeah. And I was, I was just, I subscribed to newspapers all across Australia so that I could see the, um, the classified ads as what was for sale. And, yeah. um, and I was so determined. I tried to get like a 10% yield in Melbourne, which mm. I read you had to dig and dig and dig until you got there. Don't yeah. accept no. And I was finding, I just couldn't create it. And so yeah. I ended up in small towns in um, property that, you know, really isn't and shouldn't be classed as an investment because I was chasing yield and I didn't understand my market. And so Mm. it's a really common thing um, for investors when they first start out to do is to chase that yield. Um, Yeah, right. And um, 
And so the cross-securitization for anyone that's watching that may not be familiar with what it means to be cross-secured, it's basically the bank puts all of your properties into one bucket and sees them as one big loan. And so if one goes up and one goes down and you sell the one that goes up because you know, it did well and you want to um, sell that and move on and do something with that money, the bank can take the money and pay down the LVR, pay down the debt um, because they're all crossed and they see it as one lump and they want it to be even Stephen. So it's a, it's a bit of a tricky space to build a portfolio on because you never control your assets. That's right, yeah. And it got to a stage where we felt like, the bank really owned us and they were controlling us. Um, and yeah, we couldn't 100%. really see any way out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's kind of the main reason why we contacted PRE and it was kind of like, help, we don't know what's wrong, but we know there's something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, brave of you to do so because a lot of people, like when you think that three properties or more, you're in the 1% club, right? So you guys are in the 1% club it's, there's a reason that it's such, you know, it's so thin up here. Um, and it's because when people have a challenge, a lot of the time they do give up. Um, you know, we have what we call the seagulls, um, you know, going around us yeah. um, at, at barbecues saying, you know, that property's risky or we shouldn't be doing it or, and people are keen to be proved right in that space. So, you know, you guys have done amazingly to, to seek further guidance to to correct what wasn't working for you yeah yes um, yeah and so how how did you go about changing some of this because where are you now in your investing journey okay so do you want to <laughs> <laughs> i seem to be talking a lot <laughs> well, i guess the thing is we wanted to invest in property that you know, would see growth, you know, and uh, it was a bit hard to do that with what we had. So we had to, yeah. I guess, restructure our loans and and also we ended up getting rid of uh, some of the investments we had because they were not, you know, performing well and uh, yeah. it freed us to be able to go into new uh, new investments. Yeah. So what we did, and, and I know that with PRE, we say buy well and never sell. And we agree with that. But um, yeah. I guess from where we were coming from and where we started, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it was necessary for us to sell if we wanted to move, um, move okay. further in our journey. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so we sold off um, three of those investments. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and 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 despite everything, we actually made a little bit of a profit on that, so that was oh, a good, good. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and we kept one, so we've kept one of those investments, which does perform um, really well, um, right. cash flow wise, right. and it right. has gone right. up in value as well. Um, Fantastic. And so we sold three, and um, we moved on with uh, going um, off the plan with two within PRE. Yep. Um, and we also um, like refinanced our loans and everything. So we got rid of the whole cross securitization. Um, you know, we separated everything and yeah. it's looking much neater now. So, yeah. Um, and the good thing is like, you know, we've got our principal place of residence is, is pretty much paid off. Um, you know, it's fully offset, which is, yeah, which is awesome. 
Um, yeah, so we've got our PPLR, we've got um, two um, investment properties, and then also within our super, um, yeah. and with with PRE as well, we yeah. we've purchased we've purchased an investment in there in our super, Thank and yeah, and we're we're working towards our second in super as well. Wow! So you guys are you guys are going full steam ahead. Full steam ahead. <laughs> Oh, congratulations. And Thank you. tell me about um, uh, where have you bought? I know you've um, recently settled in Footscray in, here in Melbourne. Yep. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so we've got another one um, in Melbourne, so Collingwood. So oh, are you in Victoria and Vine? Yes, we are. <laughs> That's so a very, very special one. Yeah. It is very special. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're yeah, we're absolutely just um, looking forward to that one as well. And we're very, very happy with foot spray. Um, yeah. And then so now with um, Laura, our coach, we are looking at, you know, either possibly a fourth investment outside of super or upgrading our PPRR. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's um it's lovely to have those goals too, isn't it? When you can get to then go, you know what, maybe it's time to do something for us a little bit along our investment journey and um yeah. and to look at the PPR. So um that's fantastic. Do you know where you'd upgrade to? Have you got some ideas on that? Or it's just a a, a maybe at the moment. Uh, we we do have some ideas. We've been eyeing off um, some land um, here in Brisbane. Oh, yes. um, so we're just waiting for it. Hasn't been released yet, but um, we've kind of been watching the um, <laughs> the council because <laughs> you know they put up they put up like um, you can sort of track developments and things like that. So we've been tracking a certain develop development and and yeah so. I think hopefully next by next week Friday there should be some kind of outcome. So Oh, that's exciting. Yes, so we're ready to pounce if um, you know, if it's <laughs> if it does come available. If it comes yeah. to fruition. Oh, that's fantastic. My fingers are crossed for you. Thank um, you. <laughs> and what would you do with your current um place of residence would you turn that into an investment or would you sell that? What is what is your strategy there? So we've we've discussed this with our coach, and I think the best thing to do would be probably to sell it, um, <clears throat> and then yeah, and then upgrade our PPR that way. Yeah. yeah, gotcha, gotcha. And so, I mean, obviously, for anyone watching this that's never invested before everything that you guys have done could sound quite daunting. The idea for people about stepping into a space hoping you get it right then finding out that maybe it wasn't exactly what you needed to do and then having the courage to go you know what we need to fix this um, we're going to find some support to get that sorted then going through the rigmarole and that because getting rid of a cross-secured situation is not easy it takes time and patience and then selling down some stuff for you guys so you've had quite the journey going through that whole thing to then pop out the other side 
um, having replaced your assets with quality stock in major capital cities, which is awesome. Then yes. I guess, how do you deal with your fear? And, and I mean, do you have fear? Uh, I certainly do, but not everyone <laughs> um, says they do. Um, how do you deal with the, the challenges along the way? Like what's kept you going? Um, I think it's a desire to get there, right? And it's like, <laughs> even though there's struggles and, you know, like sometimes yeah. it, you, you second guess yourselves or a decision or whatever it is. And then it's just, you've always got that desire to keep going and to, to actually get there and, you know, and you know, it's just yeah. answering questions and you know, following up any leads that you have to try and make some progress, basically. Yeah. And I think also, um, yeah, just that drive, just knowing that it is possible um, and there is a way um, and just taking the steps towards it, I think. Yeah. But it, it does sometimes seem a bit scary because, you know, um, no one wants to lose a lot of money in, in a bad decision that they've made, you know? Um, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. There's a guy that used to coach me um, many moons ago, um, mainly on mindset stuff. Cause I think mindset's super important. Uh, yeah. And he used to, he used to say to me whenever I come up to him with a decision, I wasn't sure on, he'd, he'd say to me, Tab, like if you're on the train, and you realize that that train's going to the wrong destination. He said, you don't wait till the end of the line to get off. You get off at the next stop. And yes. I thought that's such a good analogy. Um, but it does take a certain amount of bravery still to go, actually, this is where we are. This isn't the result we wanted. We can see what we've done wrong. Um, so, you know, congratulations to you guys. Um, you. Would you mind sharing... I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit, so forgive me. That's all right. <laughs> do, you mind, do you mind sharing, like, what are some of your goals? What do you, what are you guys headed for? Is there anything in particular that's really important to you? Because um, people often say, oh, I don't know what I want. I don't know what my goals are. Are you clear on your goals? Um, I, I think we've been waiting for a while for an upgrading of the you know our, our personal residence and yeah. you know the kids and you know families growing and so that's been on the list for a while and uh, yeah. yeah all the investments we had previously had sort of tie that up and sort of yeah. delayed it so yeah. that's really one of their major goals at the moment yeah. yeah yeah I think one of our major goals as Craig said is to upgrade our PPOR because um actually at the time that we joined PRE um we had been eyeing off other um, blocks of land that we wanted to to purchase yeah. um, because when we when we built this house that we're in yeah. um, you know it was our first home and you know we kind of um, we didn't know what we were doing and yeah. even though it's a beautiful home and we absolutely love it you know there's certain things about the house that you know we're just like oh you know we probably couldn't you know should have done this different and things like that um, so, yeah, so we've been wanting to upgrade for a very long time. Um, we've also got our son who's 10 years old. He absolutely loves swimming. Um, so he's, he's like a, a major competitive swimmer. And so he's 
been asking for a pool at our house forever Uh, you know he's always like why can't we get a pool I really want a pool and you know so we've discussed you know should we put a pool in our house or should we wait until we upgrade and things like that and so we've you know, we kind of made the decision that we'd wait until we upgrade to put a pool in. And so there's a lot of, I guess, personal goals like that, um, where we live, how we live, um, mm. incorporating our kids' interests um, yeah. as well in into where we live. Um, yeah, so that has been our major goal. And also, like, you know, just um, having extra income um you know, not only relying on our jobs for income, but having passive income has also been one of our major goals as well. So, yeah. So that's what drives us. And um, what do you guys do for work? Because I saw Craig was an engineer. What do you do? So uh, I work for a company called Thermo Fisher Scientific and we, um, well, the part that I do is basically fix some, what they call electron microscopes so uh, universities have them and some laboratories but uh, yeah so we're doing that for quite some time now probably at the same time I've been with Danny so yeah yeah <laughs> and Danny yeah. what is it you do um so I'm a, a public servant I work for the federal government so I yeah I work in uh, the department of home affairs yeah fascinating because it's always interesting there's, it's like um, this, ind- this industry of investing attracts, because um, I've been coaching 14 years and you see commonalities and things. And um, yeah. you'll see me reference this again and again in the podcast. What are the common threads that get people's success that seem to flow through um, what we do and one of the commonalities interestingly enough is people that are engineers I get so many engineers that are investors it's just it's nuts and um, I never see graphic designers it's the most bizarre <laughs> thing <laughs> in my yeah. whole time coaching I reckon I've probably had and for all of the graphic designers out there investing, forgive me, I'm not tarring you with a brush. I'm not saying in, you're not capable of investing. I'm just saying it's really interesting. We get a lot of people that really seem to enjoy the process of research, of doing numbers, of understanding stuff, of modeling things um, and, uh, and projections and, you know, the ins and outs of marketplaces. It's a certain mindset, I think, sometimes. Yes, yes. And Craig is very right. much like that. Yeah, he, he likes the numbers. He likes to project things and see, you know, at, at a certain point, where will we be at and things yeah. like that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he sits in that space. Yeah, that's my hubby. I'm, um, I, I call myself big picture. <laughs> yeah <laughs> are you guys do you have big picture and detail in your relationship as yes, well I more... think I think <laughs> I'm the big picture person and Craig is more the detail person <laughs> I'm like this is what we should have and Craig is like all right how do we get there <laughs> yeah. yeah it always pays to always pays to have that in any successful investing relationship I think you need those um skills to offset each other that's right. <laughs> and if you guys were to go back to um, Craig and Danny, 
20 years old, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, looking at the world. What, what advice would you have for you guys starting out fresh? What would, what would the key two, three things be that you would say that you'd do or want to know? Oh, um... I think just encouragement that you can do it. You know, it, it seems very daunting and, and uh, all that, and you don't know what you're doing. But, you know, the persistency and, and that, you know, it can be done, you know, if you're consistent. And, yeah. and also, uh, I think for me, one thing was like put artificial limits on what I was going to buy or do at first. And I'm like, wow. why would I have ever done that? It sounds very silly now to think, oh, okay, we put a, a property to live in and we thought okay we won't spend any more than a set amount even though we could have I'm like well mm-hmm. there's lost opportunity there that you know yeah so yeah do the best you can at the time rather than limiting yourself I think is ah, yeah making some notes yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I think yeah definitely because um when we purchased our first investment home we said we're not going to go over 500,000. That was our limit. And we made sure we stayed under 400,000. So by doing that, I think we, um, (laughs) there was a lot that we could have done that we didn't do, even though we were um, sort of approved to borrow a lot more. Um, Yeah, we kind of limited ourselves. Um, Yeah, and I think for me, um, my advice, uh, for a 20-year-old Danny would be, um, I guess, do your research, um, uh, believe in yourself. Um, yeah, do your research, ask questions, um, and, and look for those that are, are walking the journey that you want to walk, because there's a lot of wisdom um, in their experience that you can learn from. Oh, awesome, awesome advice. And um, I know you guys um, need to wrap up. I think you've got to pick kids up from school and bits and pieces. So we'll wrap this up, um, <laughs> wrap this up quickly. Um, just one last, one last thing I wanted to um, kind of pull apart. Um, consistent is a word that comes up a lot. Um, <laughs> when yes. I asked you where you runners, because you used the marathon analogy, and I, I'm a mad runner. You may or may not know it's all I talk about outside of property. Um, yeah. One of the keys to you know doing well with running is consistency, and I think it plays. And I love the parallels with running and everything, and success in other fields. Right? Yeah. Consistency is really important for um for the journey and for success and not swaying from the path right I wanted to highlight that in your advice and then the other thing I wanted to ask you was why do you think you put limits on yourselves when you were coming up with those numbers what was the emotion that was behind that I think we just arbitrarily arbitrary thought oh, I'll just save some money <laughs> or oh. you know make it <laughs> Make it less risky or something, because I think less at that risky. point, with, uh, yeah, you know, capital not capital gains, the uh, stamp duty would kick in. You get free stamp duty under a certain amount. So I thought, oh, let's save that. But we uh, didn't realize that it was stamp duty on just the land and not the land and the house. So we oh. severely limited ourselves in that way because we thought it was stamp duty because we purchased land, gotcha. and normally the stamp duty is just on the land when you purchase yeah. it. Not on but we at the time we thought it was house and land the package. and so 
Yeah, so we're like, we're not going to go over 500,000. Otherwise, we'll have to pay stamp duty. Um, and we didn't realize because the land was only like, what, 238,000? Um, so we could have built a much um, better home. I mean, our home is beautiful, but we could have done a lot better in the building. Gotcha. Okay. And it's that classic, I'll leave you on this note, it's that classic thing that you can't save yourself wealthy, right? And this is where people Correct. get caught in that mindset. Um, yeah. Well, what awesome, awesome limits. Is there anything else? Um, lessons, I beg your pardon, limits. I was looking, I've written down limits. What awesome <laughs> lessons for um, everybody. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to say to anyone out there looking to invest and a bit nervous to get started? I think the biggest thing is, you know, if you could go back in time and start earlier, it would be nice, right? So yes. it's like there's that time in the market, you know, that it really, you know, it's a magic thing that, you know, you get that appreciation and values and things like that. And you learn quicker too once you get into it. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my advice would be um, to those that are thinking about it or, you know, um, you know, have it have it as a thought is um, it may seem scary, but um, take that first step um, buy that first investment property. You won't regret it, um, even if it like I mean, in our case, yeah. ours was, you know, mistake from the get-go but we don't regret it because there's so much that we learned from our experience um and look at us now we're in a in a really good position so take that first step <laughs> fantastic <laughs> very wise words thank you thank you so much for being here today and um and all the best and you're in very good hands with laura and i think you've got Haley as your pc is that right yes we do yeah. Yeah. yeah they're both wonderful and we're <laughs> so so glad to have them yes oh, they're, they're a top team they really are but um yeah. they speak very warmly of you guys well thanks thank again and um, no worries we'll thank you, you okay <laughs> see ya pleasure. bye bye <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to Property Investor Tales. Remember to subscribe so you get notified every time a new episode drops. As you can guess, I love hearing people's property investor tales. So if you'd like to share yours, then please get in touch with me via email at propertyinvestortales at positivementor.com.au. We would also love your feedback and I would appreciate a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Remember, you can watch all of these podcasts over on YouTube at Positive Mentor or at positivementor.com.au. Until then, take care, happy investing, and bye for now.